This is Hemet. And Jessica. And you're listening to the Friendly Atheist Podcast. Please go to patreon.com slash friendly atheist podcast to support the show. Five bucks a month to get bonus episodes, ad-free episodes. Today you're going to find out how I almost died. And also how I was prayed for by a woman on New York City streets. (laughs) (laughs) Um... But yeah, I was, I just got back from New York a couple of days ago, and I would just like to say that I am a fully realized person now because <laughs> I saw company perform with Patti Lapone, and I swear to God, I she think you saw it like the day after I, the Tonys, then right? Nope, the day of the oh, Tonys. Wow! So that I saw a matinee, and then they and unbeknownst then they to me, I went. was so out of the loop and. Because uh, what had happened is I really wanted to see Company. I only had time on Sunday. Um, and they just didn't have a showing. And then Saturday night at like midnight, we had just gotten back from 6, which is incredible. We saw Hangman, which was, which was incredible. And lo and behold, they had a show the next day for Company. I snapped up those tickets. I was in the second to last row. Um, there was nobody sitting near me, but... I swear Patty Lapone saw me. I swear to God. <laughs> at the end of Ladies Who Lunch... She, you know, she does the rise and everybody's like clapping and I'm on oh, the only one giving Patty Lapone a standing ovation. The only one showing respect to our queen. <laughs> and I swear she sort of like nodded at me. I don't if you can't see somebody in the second to last row, don't tell me that. I just really <laughs> need to think that Patty Lapone like recognized me and saw me and like felt me. Um, and now I am like on the next level of evolution of humanity. So nicely done. If you notice that I'm glowing or whatever, it's just because I have new Patty Lapone magic in me now. <laughs> um, I'm gonna wait till bonus to tell you how I died. <laughs> well, Let's... you didn't. I want to be clear. <laughs> All you almost died. Came close. Oh God. Let's. I'm just gonna run through a couple of quick ones here before I get to the bigger heavy hitters. Um, Gallup released a poll today mm. finding that belief in God in America is at an all-time low. Really? Uh, guess what all-time low means in the U.S. In when the it US? comes to God belief? Like 70 is the lowest I can imagine. Wouldn't you think it would be something like that? Yeah. 81% is their oh. all-time low. Just hit 81. <laughs> which, and is that like... <laughs> which is everyone who's not in the U.S. is like... That's it. Well, here's my question. Does that include everybody who like, it's basically like if zero is an atheist and 10 is full on Christian, is that everyone who's like a one and above? Or is it like the question that they asked was, do you believe in God? Oh, okay. It's pretty straightforward. And is it a yes or no? Or is it a. And yeah, 81% said yes. I have to imagine some of them are like, I believe in something. I'm going to go ahead and call it guys. I think you get some nuns in here because other polls have actually put the number lower. Mm. But okay, it's still lower than it ever was. It still seems like religious people in positions of power. They have more power than Mm. they ever did, which... Yeah. Is frustrating to think about. Well, it's interesting to think that, like, if it's a binary, do you believe in God, yes or no, you're going to get a very different answer than do you believe in God on a scale of one to five? Like, those mm. are, or do you believe in God and does it affect your day-to-day life? Like, it's right. it's an interesting question, but doesn't give us any kind of real nuance. Right, even among the 81% who believe in God, how many of them, you know, pray daily, go to a religious mm. service, use, things like that? Use prayer or God to decide decisions for themselves or their body or their society you know what i mean like just because you believe in god does not mean you use god to decide things yeah right? um yes interestingly enough gallup broke it down obviously into different oh. subgroups demographics 
every single way you slice the data, the number got lower than it was five years ago. Like, there's okay. no group that is more religious Not even today like than it was evangel- before. White evangelicals? Like, uh, you know what? They didn't break it down by religious demographic, but if you look up, like, Republicans. Oh, I see. It I went see, down see. just a little bit. Sure. If you look up the most conservative people, it went down a little bit. Huh. The people who noticed, who had the biggest drop from just a few years ago, we're talking people 18 to 29, hmm. the lowest uh, age group they Zenies. could test, liberals and yep. Democrats. Those things yeah. might sound synonymous. They are not. Yeah, they all track, though. <laughs> but they all had drops of more than 10% from what it was like the last time they looked at it. Uh-huh. Um, fewer, and I would just add, separate from this particular survey, uh, things we already knew. Fewer than half of all Americans now say they are members of a church, synagogue, fewer or mosque. Fewer than half. Yep. Okay. Only about a third of Americans, like 36%, say they have a great deal or quite a lot of confidence in organized religion. What percentage Very that? small, 36%. Oh. Uh-oh. And a majority of Americans say they have at least some doubt in God's existence. Wait, did I do the math right that about 50% of people who believe in God distrust organized religion? Is um, that about right? I need to crunch that in my head a bit. But certainly of the people who believe in God, uh-huh. yeah, that means a whole bunch of them are like not necessarily confident in the man-made structures right. that prop up a right. God. Like that's not a small amount. And Gallup obviously doesn't get into the why mm-hmm. of why the number is getting lower. It's not their job necessarily. Right. But just to toss some stuff out there, we've seen what happens when, like, evangelical churches turn into arms of the Republican Party. Mm -hmm. If you don't like Trump, you probably don't like your church very much if it's conservative Christian. We've seen sex abuse scandals in Mm -hmm. Southern Baptist congregations and Catholic churches. The pandemic may have pushed you away from religious gatherings, which is a good thing Mm -hmm. um, in that sense. And then maybe people realize, you know what? I didn't really, unless you really wanted to go to church, there's a lot of people who may have stopped going and then didn't go back. Momentum counts for a lot, I Mm -hmm. think, of like you get used to going to church every Sunday and then you can't go for two years. And it's like, well, I don't need to go back to that. And it doesn't necessarily mean they stopped believing in God, but it's possible they still believe and just decided, you know what? I'm good on my own. Mm -hmm. I'll believe stuff, but I don't need to be a part of this. Or whatever, you know. Um, And the fact that, young people were the least likely to be religious Mm -hmm. suggests that we haven't seen this bottom out yet. Right. I don't think this is like going to be a U-shaped graph later on in the future. This seems to be like it's dropping, it's dropping, and at some point it'll become like maybe a hockey stick and just level off. I don't think it's leveled off yet. No, I I think it's just getting lower. And yet again, I repeat, even as that's happening, we're living in a country where religious people with mm. political power seem more powerful than and ever. more numerous than ever, yeah. which is disturbing. Yes. Um, oh God. Let me jump to one more, uh, another update for a story. Remember Seattle Pacific University? We talked about them um, a couple of weeks ago, I think. This is the religious school where... They change their contracts for people who work for them, basically saying if you're openly LGBTQ, you basically can't work here anymore. Okay. And again, it's a private Christian school. They're allowed to do that. But before, they, I think they were under the impression where they were like, listen, we have a minimal set of things you have to agree with if you want to work for us. Mm-hmm. Here's some things about Jesus you have to accept. 
But after that, when it comes to matters of like, where do you stand on these political mm-hmm. issues? They're like, it, that's not a requirement for a little, Christianity. Don't, ask, don't tell of them. Yeah. yeah. Um, but last year, I guess, this is a school where they had hired somebody and then he came out as gay and then they fired him and he sued and there was a settlement. Very chaotic stuff. Do you know if they fired him for being gay or like figured out a way to get him out? Uh, I believe it was the lawsuit was over a religious discrimination okay. case. I don't have that in front of me. But after all that happened, the question was like, are you going to codify this thing that you're doing, this sure. discrimination? And yes, they decided the the people in charge said, yep, you got to basically go with our moral standard, mm. which is not very moral. But right. the reason we talked about this school a couple of weeks ago is because a bunch of students were pushing back right. against that decision because they by doing like a sit-in outside the president's mm-hmm. office and they were doing this for weeks at a time and that Good is inspiring in a way cuz not all those students are going there because they literally said I believe in uh the religious stuff mm-hmm. sometimes you go because your parents say go here and I'll pay for school and if you of course don't go there. I'm not paying. Like, they don't really have a choice. So it was exciting to see students saying, okay, this is not what our faith stands for. Right. Um, they actually had a lot of professors on their side silently <laughs> and sometimes not so silently. Has anyone else lost a job? <laughs> um, no, but a couple of the trustees who were on their side and against this decision uh-huh. of making the contract more bigoted, they have resigned in, in protest. protest. Okay. But the reason I bring all this up, they had their graduation last weekend, Mm -hmm. and this is not a huge school. We're talking like 350 maybe-ish graduating students, undergrad. About 50 of them, when they walk on stage to get their diploma, Uh they handed the school president a rainbow flag, a little mini rainbow flag, either instead of shaking his hand or like, you give me my diploma, here, I got something for you too. And there's video of them, like, taking their diploma, giving the school president, who is one of the bigots, like, this rainbow flag along the way. incredible. What do you do with them? (laughs) He he took it and he handed it to someone. Was he just handing them off to someone else? Handing them off to somebody. Didn't create a scene. Funny. Um, But as one of the students said, a lot of us expressed that we didn't really want to shake the president's hand. So one of the ideas that came up is, what if we just handed him pride flags instead of extending our hand, and then we took our degrees? We just wanted to have a very visual display at graduation of how our community is still continuing to fight against these policies at SPU. Just because we're graduating doesn't mean we're going to forget or stop fighting. Good. Yeah, good for these so guys. Good for them. They said they are going to plan to continue. School's done now. Mm. They're going to still do the sit-in, I think, through the end of the month. Nice. Uh, which is something. And we don't know what the next steps are. One possibility that was raised uh, is the idea that maybe they could sue over all of this, not because a private school can't decide who to hire or who not to. The argument that they proposed is that the school's trustees are not doing what's in the best interest of the nonprofit university, and that's a breach of fiduciary duty. Okay. Like, you're actually making our diplomas and money less valuable. Oh, and by I doing see. this, I don't know if, honestly, I don't think that'll work, but I'm not the lawyer here. But that's one of the things. The, the point is, yeah. they're not done pushing back. 
Um, well, and, and also, yeah, alumni, you know, alums usually have a good, a little bit of influence over, over their university, even after they graduate, which made them alumni. Yeah. Interesting. But I mean, that makes it, I, I said it before. Um, it makes sense that they would want to hold them responsible for like devaluing their education because like if suddenly Ball State University came out and was like, oh, actually we only hired retired clowns. Mm-hmm. I would have to be worried about like if my degree is worth anything anymore. Right. And you, if your degree is from a school that is trash. Mm-hmm. And by the way, if you search Seattle Pacific University right now, all you're going to find yeah. is how trashy they are because of their faith-based bigotry. Mm-hmm. Like it hurts everybody. Yep. And so I would imagine even a lot of alums are like, this is not what the school should represent, even if we agree with you on the quote unquote moral stance here. So I don't know how that'll play out. I do like that they fought back somehow. Yeah. Um, Some good news. Canadian Armed Forces, the Canadian Armed Forces just announced that they now have an openly humanist chaplain. Which she's the oh. first one of her kind, hopefully the first of many. But basically, the Royal Canadian Chaplain Service said uh, Captain Marie Claire Cadige, K H A D I J, she would be the first person to have that title of humanist chaplain. Cool. Like they are openly saying, We know you're a humanist, we will give you the title of humanist chaplain. Um, and she got approved. She has the endorsement from the cool. people who matter. I should say, th- what's interesting about her story is she actually got brought on as a Catholic chaplain in 2017. What? Yeah. But she drifted away from Catholicism mm. in the past five years, which, by the way, is not that real. The Apparently, some of the military chaplains do have a change in religious <sighs> ideology. Not that rare, you meant? Um, sometimes okay. they do. It happens Maybe a handful a year will change religious beliefs, but it's like you went from this type of Christian to another type of Christian, or maybe a bigger shift religion to religion. Uh, As far as I can tell, this marks the first time it's from a religion to explicitly non-religious. Can I ask about how she became a, like, what qualifies you to be a chaplain? Because you can't be like a church leader in the Catholic church if you're a woman, but she was a chaplain? Uh, I, I need I to double check. I don't have it in front of me what the specific qualifications are. But like every religious organization and including humanist ones, they do have like a list of this is what you have to do to get our endorsement. Okay. Whether it's a degree in, well, I don't know, psychology, whether it's some sort of religious hurdles you have to jump through. Uh-huh. Like if you want to be a humanist chaplain... Depending on which group you are going through, there are a couple in the United States. There Uh are some in Canada. Like, it's not an easy list. Not any of us can do it because you have to have training. Because what does a chaplain do? You are dealing, in this case, with military uh, personnel who have to talk to you about something. You are like a trained counselor. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't matter if they're religious or non-religious. You're supposed to help everybody. You're supposed to meet them when they're at. We talked about a chaplain, I think, last week who was... Um, an evangelical one who was explicitly saying we ought to use the U.S. military to spread our Southern Baptist faith. Really cool gentleman. It's like the people who are actually good at their jobs, Mm -hmm. unlike that guy, they're like, okay, I might be the Muslim chaplain, but you're Christian. You need help. I'm Mm -hmm. here to help you. Let me help you out. Mm -hmm. And same thing as a humanist chaplain. That's why her title shift isn't actually a big deal. Because as far as I can tell, like she was fine as a Catholic chaplain. Changing her title doesn't change her job description in the least. And so all they did is just say, 
yeah, we're cool. We'll, we're good with the change. Um, <laughs> one of the things she said. I think this leads me to yeah. realize that I do not understand how any of this shit works. It's all good. Um, <laughs> she said relatively few members uh-huh. come to see chaplains, she said, for religious matters. The majority of members come simply to speak with us and get support. Mm-hmm. Most members know that the religious or spiritual tradition of the chaplain does not change the kind of service they receive. Um, and now what's also cool about her appointment here is that I'm going to get this right. The, the Interfaith Committee on Canadian Military Chaplaincy and the Office of the Chaplain General say it's now working with a group called Humanist Canada to enable and facilitate not just her move, mm-hmm. but to make sure other people in her position can get in the pipeline to become chaplains themselves. So she's the first secular chaplain, humanist chaplain they have it doesn't seem like she's going to be the last, yeah, which is super awesome. exciting. And it's a reminder that they're doing it right. They're doing it how it should. It's not even a big deal. Mm-hmm. And yet in the U.S., despite a growing number of non-religious people in the military, uh-huh. there are literally zero humanist chaplains approved by any branch of the military. And just to give you a quick history here, mm-hmm. in 2014, a guy named uh, Jason Heap, who was a candidate for chaplain with impeccable credentials, he was rejected from becoming one in the Navy. In 2018, he had a recommendation from the Navy Chaplain Appointment and Retention Eligibility Advisory Board, uh-huh. and yet Republicans in Congress helped like squash his appointment. Um, in fact, a letter signed by like two dozen Republican senators said approving him as a humanist chaplain would, repre- would represent a, quote, grave mistake. God, they're so dramatic. Yeah. Um, so we have zero. Canada now has one. Canada wins again. Yeah, that's not surprising. <laughs> They've had a leg up on us for quite a while. Uh, okay, let's talk about one of these more serious uh, stories. Last Friday night, apparently, in outside of Boston, the Satanic Temple has their headquarters in, where else? Salem, Massachusetts. Mm-hmm. And apparently last Friday, someone tried to burn down their headquarters. Well, that's on the nose of them. Uh-huh. Like, you're in hell. We're going to send you to hell. Well, I don't the know what burning the deal down is. the stake, even though that's a yes, myth, that it just too. feels a little on the nose to me. And there were people inside the building when Whoa. this was going Sorry, on. Sorry, I yeah. didn't realize that. I thought this was like mm-hmm. low-key arson. Yeah. Holy it, shit, they tried to fucking murder people? And the reason we know that this guy tried to light up the place is because they had a camera in front of, like, that focuses on the Uh front of the building and you can see the dude walking up putting the lighter fluid or whatever it is on the front i don't know specifically what uh material he was using but you could see him dousing the front of the building what time of day was this nighttime okay it's nighttime and by the way you know what else you could see in the uh camera his shirt that reads god just wait just god just g-o-d yep that's extremely funny of him. Uh-huh. He wore his costume on the way there. And then he, like, really quickly, once people figured out what was happening, uh, they called the cops. The cops arrived on the scene. Mm-hmm. They were able to put out the fire. Some damage was done, I should say, to the outside of the building. Nothing happened on the inside, thankfully. Um, and then they prosecuted this guy really quickly. Good. Why? Because he was wearing a noticeable shirt, and he was still near the scene watching his 
like yeah. fire oh happened. He didn't like set the place on fire and run away. He set the fire and then like walked three feet to watch the this place. This motherfucker burn. thinks he's Joker, like mm-hmm. the Joker, just like causing mayhem and watching it go down. Sorry, my dude, fucking idiot. He literally told police on. Um, I think. Not just at the time where, mm-hmm. like, okay, but also in court when he came in for his first hearing this week, he's like, yeah, I was trying to burn the place down. He basically admitted to committing a hate crime, uh. and then he pleaded not guilty. Oh, <laughs> I, by reason of? By reason of, I don't put me in jail, that's I'm why. curious about stories like this, because I, li- I recently learned that apparently one in a hundred people will hear voices or hallucinate, you know, at, at some point in their life. Mm-hmm. And I was listening, I think it was Ona Ross and Carrie, that they're like, maybe that's a thing we should teach our children of like, hey, if you're hearing something that <laughs> nobody else can hear, like, it's not God. It might be. It's the voice. It's something that has to, like, be addressed. <laughs> because, like, truly, if you are a grown-ass adult and hearing voices and you've been told all your life that God's going to talk to you, then you're going to be like, yeah, I'll burn this shit down. Absolutely, right. God. Great notes. <laughs> right. I, I have no idea. I don't know what his excuse is going to be. I don't know what his defense is yeah. going to be. Um, I should say, to their credit, like, the mayor of Salem, Kim Driscoll, put out a statement saying, you know, we condemn this hateful attack. The uh, An evangelical interfaith group basically said, I express my support to friends in the Satanic Temple oh, after good. this hate crime. Like, it's been the reaction you want from people good. saying, of course this is wrong. No good one is supporting it. Um, Lucian Greaves, the, the co-founder of the temple, actually told me one thing that was not mentioned in a lot of the news releases mm-hmm. was that this guy had pages of the Bible found on the scene. Like, he was ripping pages out of the Bible to try setting, I, I don't know, set fire? Like, continue oh, like the fire? Oh, kindling? Yeah, I don't oh, know, gross. but that seems weird on all ends. Or was he, like, leaving it out at, like... I feel like it's either he's using it as, like, actual fuel to start this fire or he's leaving out, like, specific passages of, like, Satan is XYZ. I don't know. I would imagine it's the first one. But, um, like... That's a confusing... The police uh, took some of the the partially burned pages of the Bible as evidence. I don't know what that'll do. But a scary situation. I'm glad they caught the dude. I'm glad there was no long-term damage. Everyone's Uh, everyone's seemed Structure's okay. Physically, yes. Sure. Mentally, emotionally, I don't know. Everybody's getting help. Yeah. Oh, um, boy, that's scary. One last update before I go to other uh, hard-hitting stories. Do you remember a few months ago we talked about this guy, a conservative activist who was engaged to another conservative activist, and then, like, early maybe 2021, uh, she died in a car crash, actually after yes. examining oh, a place where they might have had their story. wedding. And he obviously devastated and he wanted to leave flowers on her grave. Mm -hmm. And he remembered that like she doesn't like a flower. She doesn't like cut flowers. She wanted like real ones. So he kind of planted a little flower bed on her grave site. And at the time, the reason we talked about this months ago is because the police came to arrest him Mm -hmm. and they said, someone has told us you are basically desecrating this grave. And he's like, who would have reported me for this? And they're like, her father, who is who is also a pastor, a pastor. I thought he was a cop. <laughs> and it's like, uh, yeah, what? Yeah, wait. Yeah. So let me get this straight. This guy, his daughter dies. Mm-hmm. His almost future son-in-law is commemorating her memory with these beautiful flowers, yep. and he's like, "Cops, I need you to arrest this man." 
And the guy is like, why is my almost father-in-law trying to have me arrested? And there was no good explanation (sighs) for that. Have we found more information? A little more. Um, I mean, and the reason they were having him arrested is basically you can't put like a flower bed on the grave. But really, as the police said, look, does that violate the city code or whatever? It does. But we would never do this on our own unless also, someone told us to do it. It's an arrestable offense. Like, what are we doing as a society? <laughs> Somebody fucking plants flowers in a grave and they're like, to jail with you. Like and, they said. And other low level like offenders. Yeah, like they said, the, even the police were like, look, if it was a one off flower, we at that violates the code or something no one would care but because it's a big one like we're gonna leave this to the guy i don't know if the father owned the cemetery or was near it but uh or had some connections cemeteries whatever but here's the update here's why i bring this up again the preacher's name was reverend tom ford the third um not only did he call for the police to have this guy arrested. The guy's name is Winston Hagens. He, the reverend, signed the warrant for the cops to arrest the guy. That happened way back when. Fuck. Um, And here's the update, which is that uh, this week, Hagens, the guy who planted the flowers and Uh everything, he was found guilty. He was fined a total of $300. Um, what the fuck yep. is going on? He's, his lawyer said we're going to appeal the decision, but Tom Ford's attorney said, "Listen, the third, we, the third please have some respect. Yeah, we won't send you to jail as long as you agree to stop with the flowers. Like they're still duking out the stupidest like, possible thing. Is there a piece of the puzzle that we're missing? Like, did the father say uh, my wife is severely allergic to flowers? Yeah. I was please waiting. don't put them at my daughter's grave." Here's oh, the, he won't listen. I have no choice. Here's the only news passage I could find in like a news article that answers your question, and it's not great. Hagens, the guy who got the fine, mm-hmm. said Hannah's father never approved of the relationship, and today he verbally admitted it when testifying in court. When asked by Hagens' attorney if Dr. Ford ever approved of his daughter dating the defendant, Dr. Ford answered, no, I did not approve. Now... Why didn't he approve? I have no idea. This is Is Ford. everybody white in this scenario? They is are. There a, okay. Not only, not only that. Okay. Ford, the father in this whole thing, the uh-huh. third, works like in close contact with like Roy Moore when he was running for Alabama senator, and then was like okay. bombed because it turns out so he's he has really good an alleged of child molester and cares about the but right wait, things. But wait. <laughs> His daughter, who is now deceased, also worked for that campaign, and they all work in Republican circles. So, again, why didn't he approve? Because as far as I can tell, politically, all these people are aligned. I'm not even getting into that. Politically, they're aligned. Religiously, they seem to share faith. So what does this father have against this possible son-in-law to the point where he's like, you're trying to deal with your grief by putting flowers on her grave not only am i gonna have you arrested i'm gonna have you sent to jail if you keep this up right now men would rather have their son-in-laws arrested and jailed over flowers than go to therapy (laughs) i don't have an answer for you but just talk to some about your problems maybe um Maybe take seeking revenge on your daughter's late fiance. Your late daughter's fiance is not going to get you the closure that you think it is going to. Maybe this makes you the pettiest person in America. 
which tracks for the stereotype I had of the guy, yeah. but also, come on, it's what is just, he doing? It's a sad story. Like, who is winning here? Like, who is yeah. the... What the... I don't know. Um, here's a weird one. Remember when the pandemic started and they had all those vac- uh, pan- uh, uh, virus COVID mandates, you can't meet in large groups, mm-hmm. and there was all the debates about that. Yeah, the stuff to try to attempt to save try a million to save people lives. from dying in yeah. America. And then a bunch of religious people, mostly Christians, are like, I don't want to obey these restrictions you have this. because, yes, yes, yes. well, I'm Christian and, you know, the COVID virus the does... The rules don't apply to me because I'm a Christian. Yeah, COVID doesn't care um, about... If I'm Christian, I can yeah. get away with it. Correct. And everyone's like, COVID doesn't care what your religious beliefs are. Yeah. And they're like, we don't care. We want to gather in church. You can't stop mm. me because Jesus. And the bright side is if we all die, closer to heaven. There you go. And then when the vaccines were available, they're like, nope, no. don't want to get vaccinated because vaccines violate my faith. And everyone's like, why? How? You've gotten vaccinated for other stuff before. And they're like, uh, abortion. Because mm-hmm. there's some reason that this vaccine was like I, they literally cracked open a fetus to make every vaccine is how I imagine. Yeah, it's it one went. fetus per v- vaccine. That's why yes. it took so Actually, long it's to, a few. It's a few fetuses a few feti for every shot. So if you get your booster, one, so I mean, they like, just need another truck full of fetuses. That's like a half a dozen mm-hmm. babies in me right now. Yeah. Oh, you hate to hear it. The conservative Christians who wanted vaccine exemptions said Moderna and Pfizer vaccines employed or benefited from the cell lines of aborted fetuses, which even if you want to go back to when they started the cell lines that make the stuff like, okay, maybe they got they didn't abort like no one aborted a baby so they could have a cell. They were like, okay, we have these fetal cells. We can make this vaccine with it. And then the line starts itself. Like, you're going back a long time here to claim that the new vaccines are connected to some one old abortion. It's very minimal at best. And in fact, some conservative pastors... And including like Robert Jeffress, who is a Southern Baptist Trump supporting guy, is like this argument makes no sense because if you have ever used Tylenol or Pepto-Bismol or Tums and you've ever taken that stuff, they all stem from the same type of research and the same sort of stem uh, cell lines and stuff. Like if you're opposed to any connection to abortion in making this drug, well, then you can't use Tylenol either because it was developed using those types of research methods. Well, and I mean, this sort of feels a little bit similar to me, and this is not to like dog on vegans of being like, well, veganism is the only moral way to live, but it's like, Mm -hmm. well, there's actually human farmers who are, like gathering your crops and are not being treated well. So like, (laughs) yes, you are not eating animals, but you are benefiting from the like force, not force, but abusive situations. Thank you. Um, I don't know. To me, this kind of feels in the same neck of the woods, right? Yeah. Like the net good here, whatever you think about abortion, the net benefit to humanity seems wildly outweighed. Even on top of that, like medicines that we have developed, have like especially older ones certainly people have been like tortured and killed in the name of research for these types of things so like if you're going to be very precious about like your medicine all comes from like a hundred percent ethical sources all the way back to whenever we decided you can chew on willow bark and it helps pain (laughs) like 
I don't know, bud. You're going to have to do a lot of research to make sure, like, I don't know, check out the Tuskegee experiments. See how that, see if you uh, got anything from that there. Right. Yeah. It, the, was purity, that thing? The, tur- the purity test that they have here to say, like, I can't use this vaccine. Yeah. It's like, buddy, you're not applying that logic to anything else it's, you regularly use. It's exactly right. Yeah. But, you know, one of the reasons our vaccine uh, rates in the U.S., depending on the state especially, are mm-hmm. so low mm-hmm. is because a bunch of people were like, I can just cite my faith and not have to get vaccinated. Mm-hmm. I will. And then if COVID spreads and kills people, that's not so my fault. Be it. Well, I bring all that up to say I found a new thing they were calling religious exemptions for. Apparently in San Diego, the San Diego police, they could have filed for religious exemptions because mm-hmm. the San Diego police as a government entity mm-hmm. could say, no, we're mandating that everyone get vaccinated. Mm-hmm. Um, hundreds, I think like by one count, 350 at least people as part of the police department asked for religious exemptions to getting vaccinated. And basically the department granted them those exemptions. Mm -hmm. Okay. So it turns out now they are saying the rule that the police put in place there is fine. You don't have to get vaccinated, but of course we have to test you because if you do test positive for COVID, like we need to uh, have you not come in. Um, which totally makes sense. Yeah. Fine, don't get vaccinated, but then you got to get tested because yeah. we got to make sure we're protecting people because yeah. that's supposed to be what you do when you're the police. Well, turns out at least a chunk of those people who are unvaccinated mm-hmm. have now said, nope, you can't test me for COVID. That violates my Christian faith. In what way? Yeah, well, according to KPBS, like, they, I'll, is there I'll, I'll any answer your question. obligation for them to answer that, or is it just suppo- meant to be a blank? I'm Christian. I say no, so that means no. Good question. Okay. So apparently, staffers had to fill out a form if they want a religious exemption, and the form says a sincerely held religious belief can be a valid reason to avoid the shots. And now people are using that same form to get out of the testing. And according to KPBS, that doesn't make any sense. Ten percent of police staff who already had religious exemptions to the vaccine, are saying they can't be tested for COVID because it violates their beliefs. Let me read you from uh, her article. About 10% of staff who are exempted on religious grounds insist their Christian beliefs also instruct them not to use the swabs because they contain ethylene oxide. The chemical is a known carcinogen, which causes cancer, but is not actually present on the swabs. It's used as a gas to sterilize them. And basically, if you ask any medical expert, you know, like, hey, this is a carcinogen, ethylene oxide, right? They'll say, yeah, it is. And they're like, so when you put it on the swabs to clean them and make them safe, they're like, oh, then it's fine because you're using a minimal amount because it's in the gas form. Like, we've used this method for so long that if this thing caused cancer in people, we would totally know that. And it does not. Are you saying that the entire medical profession knows better than some idiot who Googled something on Breitbart? That is correct. Okay. And going on with this article, one officer said, my beliefs stand for keeping my body clean and free from such unnecessary drugs and chemicals into my body. The phrase, quote, I trust in God's... Does this perf- guy drink pop? Does he, oh, like, has... Oh, I'm getting does there, he vape? my friend. Does I know. Does he drive a car? 
Has he been in public in the last hundred years? Because guess what? Right. The air what else are you? Sucks. What else are you putting in your body, buddy? Um, the phrase "I trust in God's perfect design of my body" <laughs> was used nineteen times by officers seeking the religious exemption. According to so they don't to go records. to the doctor when they're sick. Because yeah, that's God's good plan. question. Like, do you wear glasses, buddy? Let's talk Ugh, about God's perfect about design. Um, four officers repeated verbatim that, quote, because of my deeply held Christian beliefs, I trust in God's perfect design in my body and that my body is the temple of the Holy Spirit. The COVID-19 vaccine and the nasal swab test with ethylene oxide are an unneeded introduction of drugs slash chemicals into my body, unquote. God never said thou shalt not use ethylene oxide it's all made up bullshit excuse. And the thing is, these people I who mean, are citing their faith do not care about the health of not only their colleagues, oh, give a sh- but these are cops. These are people who not only have to interact with the public, mm-hmm. the public is then obligated to interact with them. Mm-hmm. You're putting everyone in danger if we don't know if you're asymptomatic mm-hmm. and you happen to have COVID. You're putting a ton of people in danger. And now they're like, nope, can't even test me for it. But yeah, how many drugs or chemicals do these same cops put in their body when they're sick? Yeah. What do they do or when they have a cough? Have they ever had a beer or uh-huh. a glass of wine or a shot of whiskey or, I don't know, done a bunch of cocaine in the bathroom? I, I bet cops never do any of those things, right? One one person literally cited the Bible. First Corinthians uh, chapter 3, verses 16, 17 love states... Love is patient, love is kind. <laughs> no. Don't you know that you yourselves are God's temple and that God's spirit dwells in your midst? If anyone destroys God's temple, God will destroy that person. I'm not going to read the rest okay, of it. Okay, cool. So but- I'm going to grab their bulletproof vests from them <laughs> and their shoes to protect yeah. their feet. And what else is unnatural that's on their body? I don't As, know, just clothing. I bet they have like some artificial uh, 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 clothing on, like non-natural fibers. KPBS has one religion professor at a seminary, I believe. Like, so is this a valid excuse and she's like that whole thing about your body being like god's temple that's about sexual immorality that has nothing (laughs) to do with whatever these people are talking about oh boy you got now here's the thing if you are the san diego police department what should you be doing with these applications you get? Because when it came to the vaccines, they kind of just greenlit every single piece of paper that said, God says I don't have to get vaccinated. And they're like, we're not going to fight this here. Fine. It's all good. Yeah. But what are what we do trying do to do here? here? Save lives. Fuck it. <laughs> these boys are stubborn. So who cares? Yeah. And so what do they do? And the these thing is, monsters. we don't yet know. We just know this is the paperwork they filed. We don't know what the department's actually going to do with all these applications because you could argue no it's totally like from a court's perspective Mm -hmm. you can absolutely say fine if you're not getting vaccinated you at least have to get tested right you could make that argument that this is a secular thing across the board this is not religious discrimination Mm -hmm. we're giving you options we're not forcing you to do anything at the other side like if the department says no you're fired if you're not going to do this of course, there's going to be a lawsuit and someone's going to be like, you hate me because I'm Christian. I mean, OK, so we're getting further and further down this rabbit hole of I can do whatever I want because of my Christian faith. And is there going to be any point where somebody is like, OK, you cannot just say whatever is part of your faith. You have to give us like, can you give us tenants of your faith now mm-hmm. so we can work 
around that when we're Which passing laws in the future. They can't because they don't. They're making it up as they they're go making along. it up as they go. Along. So, like, where does God? I, I mean, this is truly like Case, this is continuing to devolve, and now like these people are going to be doing whatever they want. Republicans are accusing everybody of voter fraud, no matter mm-hmm. what, even when it's other Republicans running. Like people are censoring or wanting to censor the Buzz Lightyear movie because it happens to have a gay couple. Oh, does and it? And two moms, like, kiss goodbye at one point, and they're like, this is immoral. It's like, buddy, no one would have noticed I if- mean, at what point are they just going to, like, implode on themselves? Like, they cannot, like, like protect themselves from every single part of culture that they don't like or approve of. They're going to try. cuckoo. It's cuckoo bananas crazy. God, I hope this is the last. KPBS I like the death said, rattle, the dying gasps of this <laughs> bullshit. I'm so tired of it. I know. I can't believe all these people are losing their faith in God. Who knew? Um, <sighs> KPBS said these are we found paperwork for at least 35 cops who are unvaccinated and now want an exemption from Fire the swab test. Fire them up. Yeah. So we'll see. The city hasn't done anything one way or the other yet, but for the sake of the public. I hope they take real action soon. Uh, Jesus Christ. Like, what are we doing mm, here? mm. Okay, this is... Let's talk about this uh, article that was... This is the cover of The Humanist, the American Humanist Association's magazine. Mm -hmm. Um, And they are generally a progressive organization. This is an article from uh, Kevin Sinapathy. And one of the things she writes in this cover story is basically the atheist skeptic movement as a whole is very narrow minded. And that's a, okay, if you're going to make that accusation, you better have something to back it up. And this is a long, long article, but I do want to highlight a couple of, I'm going to try to simplify what her argument is. And one way to do that is if you look at like, what are the um, popular uh, websites, podcasts for like skeptics? Here's one example that I wanted to highlight here. Here we go. Uh, Skeptic's Guide to the Universe, yeah. popular skeptical podcast, yeah, been around for many times. There's also a website, a blog, Science Based Medicine, mm-hmm. which is pretty self explanatory. I'm reading from uh, Kevin's article here. As of this writing, a search of SGU episode archives for the terms pseudoscience and homeopathy turn up around 80 results for the former, 50 results for the latter. Totally makes sense, right? They talk about that stuff all the time. Mm-hmm. It's in their wheelhouse. A search for racism, Kevin writes, turns up two. Likewise, a search of uh, science-based medicine's archive of content, almost entirely uh, written by white people, she mm-hmm. points out, for naturopathy, turns up over 40 pages of hundreds of posts, while a search for racism which is among the most harmful categories of pseudoscience and bad science that happens in medicine results in only a handful. And here's kind of the point, because I can already see the like YouTube comments and stuff. Here's the point she's trying to make. If you think back to why you became an atheist, why I became an atheist. Mm -hmm. Yes. For me, I will just speak for myself here. God is a part of it. Like I realized God doesn't exist. I was Mm -hmm. like, how could people believe in this stuff? Mm -hmm. I'm fully convinced that this form of misinformation is wrong, Mm -hmm. and I'm devoting a significant part of my life to try to help people see things the way I see them. Uh But really, is all of the activism, all the groups, all the organized groups, podcasts, whatever, 
everything these people do. Is it really about God? Like we've talked about this. If people just say, I don't believe in God, now I'm going to fight against LGBTQ rights. And you're like, wait a minute, that's weird. Yeah, yeah. Because God is one aspect, a, a powerful one, of misinformation, a lack of critical thinking, mm-hmm. all that stuff. And really, that's the thing that we all, I would think, care about. Yeah. We don't like misinformation. We want to correct the record. We right. want science-based at all this stuff. Sure. And God is a big part of that. That's yeah. why a lot of atheist activists, speaking for myself, got involved in this world. Mm-hmm. But if you're saying like, well, what else counts as misinformation? Like, do you know how many articles I've read about like, here's why Bigfoot doesn't exist. Mm-hmm. Here's why astrology is it's, bullshit. Yeah. Like, I've seen those. Yeah. I like those articles. I'm glad they're out there. Well, um, is common core in education harmful to students? Well, guess what? There's so a ton harmful. of misinformation about that. Yeah. When it comes to is one race more equipped to do X, Y, Z than another, right. there's a ton of misinformation out there. Okay. Um, how do cops promote this over this gun violence right now? How much misinformation is out there? Okay. And so the point Kevin is trying to make in this article is how can we all focus on certain aspects of pseudoscience and misinformation mm-hmm. and yet almost ignore a whole swath of really, really important things where people use bad science, use bad information, hmm. and all of that stuff, which I, I would say that's a valid point. Sure. And I think the pushback from a lot of atheists is like, well, racism isn't an atheism issue. But the question is, isn't there an umbrella? LGBTQ rights necessarily. And they say the same thing about that too. And it's like, yeah, but the overarching thing is, don't you like pushing back against misinformation? Do you know how much misinformation there is about trans people right now? And how much bullshit in the name of science Mm -hmm. is being propagated by people, even the ones you like, Um, Totally. And shouldn't organizations committed not to atheism per se, but especially like skeptics organizations Mm -hmm. that say, no, we like science and critical thinking. Well, guess what? There's all these topics none of you seem to be touching at all. I want to read a couple other things she pointed out. Calling one's denial of systemic racism reasonable and scientific doesn't change that the patriarchy, white privilege, and cis privilege are very real phenomena with ample empirical backup. Terms that are often derided as jargon of the, quote, woke left, Mm. in truth, describe the unearned benefits that society confers to people who are men or white or whose gender matches their sex assigned at birth. Mm -hmm. If the language around these facts seems overly jargonistic to those who claim to promote reason and science... And if they consider justice regressive, then they're doing a poor job at promoting reason and science. Okay. And I agree with that. Yeah. And she actually went beyond that to even say like, okay, to all these atheist skeptic groups out there that purport to support, uh, that purport to say we care about critical thinking and science and stuff. How come, and this has been a historical argument that has been leveled against them, how come they seem so overwhelmingly white? And male. I mean, that's been said of the atheist movement Mm -hmm. at large, too. And this is a pretty harsh, pointed critique. She says, if you end up with a mostly white set of, say, skeptical leaders, then there's 
only two explanations. One, the racist explanation is that uh, BIPOC, uh, by people of color, sorry, I'm saying that wrong. I've never heard it said like that. Uh, I've, I've only seen it written. About, yeah, I know. That's my problem. I've yeah. seen it written. <laughs> um, but they're not as qualified. That's why they're not in your leadership. Yeah. Two, the anti-racist explanation is that the organization has been operating in racist ways. Mm. And this, and again, an argument I've seen a ton of pushback to, which is like, okay, how come your organization, whatever it is, seems to only have white people at the helm? Uh, American Humanist Association, by the way, when Roy Speckhart stepped down after years of running the place, he literally said, I hope they replace me. I remember that. Uh, with someone who is a woman or a person of color or both. Yeah. And they did. Yeah. Um, but it's like, how come that's not necessarily the norm in our neck of the woods? Mm -hmm. And again, it could be that people in charge of running these things either think there are some candidates who are not as qualified as mm -hmm. others from the get-go. Or they'll say, like, well, we just couldn't find any qualified sure. candidates. Well, did you look everywhere? Yeah. Or they've been operating not on purpose, not saying we're going to set out to do some racism. Right. But, like, maybe your underlying assumptions are bad to begin with. Mm -hmm. And, again, the point, I don't want to speak for her, but the point is, are we doing enough to correct our own prejudices mm -hmm. and misinformation? I don't think that's a bad thing. No, she no, no. actually quoted uh, Stephen Jay Gould. Uh, in his 1980 book, The Panda's Thumb, um, I am somehow less interested in the weight and convolutions of Einstein's brain than in the near certainty that people of equal talent have lived and died in cotton fields and sweatshops. Beautifully put. Yeah. Kevin writes, for some put. skeptics of my own ilk, what drives us is the knowledge that brilliance is not the rare possession of a few enlightened geniuses, but utterly common among humans, mm -hmm. and that this brilliance would shine on us all, if not for this uh, for vast systemic inequity. Oh, absolutely. That was... Um that's one of the most uh, compelling reasons I heard against um, allowing creationism to be taught in classrooms, like in the South of mm -hmm. like states' rights, all that, let us teach whatever we want. And one of the very interesting um, arguments against that was, well, if we deny an entire like five states or whatever access to science education, say, are we going to miss out? on some of the greatest like scientific minds of our time because they never had access to learn about science. Mm -hmm. Like I, I know that's kind of a big, like big hypothetical picture, but it's, I think worth thinking about of like in the context of how many people have missed opportunities who could have changed the world for the better, but were born in the South side of Chicago where nobody gives a shit, you know, the mm -hmm. city isn't funding their schools and it's, it's a mess. Like, I just want to highlight <sighs> kind of the point she's trying to make. We all, all of us, people, the type of people who listen to a podcast like this, mm. it's not just that you don't believe in God and you want to listen to people who don't believe in God. Mm. I would think it's because you also hate pseudoscience, lies in mm -hmm. the name of science, misinformation. You wish people were better critical thinkers. Mm -hmm. I hope we are speaking in a way that makes sense to you. That's great. Yeah. But also the argument here is that when we talk about pseudoscience within like atheist skeptic movement, mm -hmm. we tend to only talk about a handful of things. God being one of them. Yeah. Uh, like homeopath uh, homeopathic medicine, quote right. unquote, I'll like UFOs, aliens, Bigfoot, mm -hmm. Yeti, shit like that. Yeah. It's fine. You can focus on that. Yeah. But if you actually care about misinformation and fighting back against lies mm -hmm. and misinformation, there's a whole world of it out there. How come only some of it 
tends to be the focus of so many, not just individuals, mm. but groups. And so, like, it's frustrating when you see people who are known for being champions of reason right. and critical thinking, you know, propagate lies about trans people. Yes. Um, spread misinformation in another name mm-hmm. on other issues. And it's like, why are you criticizing him on this? Because mm-hmm. he's wrong about that right. stuff. Well, and I I think another thing that we should always keep in mind um, is that, like, none of us are, like, perfect critical thinkers. None of us Mm -hmm. is, like, a perfect, objective person who is viewing reality through a neutral lens. We are all bringing our own bullshit to how we view the world. And so if... If this kind of raises your hackles of, oh, well, why does race have to be a part of this? I I find this extraordinarily compelling. Like, I have actually truly have had brought stories that I ended up not talking about on the show. Because I'm like, well, it's a race story. It doesn't necessarily lend itself to the things we do. But of course it does. And that was dumb thinking. Because, again, it, it goes back to the question of what is it that we are trying to right. do by discussing these stories right like we we do want you to take a side on these things we do want you to come away with it if you're not familiar with this sort of stuff right i hope you come away with it uh hopefully with the mind toward i want the truth i want to perpetuate the Mm -hmm. truth i don't like that these people are spreading lies in the name of religion or science or whatever i mean the thing we talked about with the nasal swabs and the christians who are like that violates my faith they're making a scientific argument and using their religion as an excuse to get away with scientific misinformation it checks every box on the list yep 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 but if you're if your thing is like, yes, I also hate scientific misinformation. Yeah. What do you think they're doing? Or I hate misinformation. Yeah. It's like, what do you think they're doing with like history classes mm-hmm. and trying to ban books and trying to change how we see certain groups of people? Mm-hmm. Um, it's all the same umbrella of yeah. bad information. And don't you want to fight against that too? Why are you so set on saying, well, I'm only going to focus on the God thing. Yeah. But after that, I guess, you know, people can be, you know, nonsensical. If you're not paying close attention to things, I will tell you what, it is much easier to think, well, maybe uh, black people are just worse than it is to think maybe our entire country has been set up around lifting up rich white men and suppressing everybody else. And it's not just this is like this it is um years and years and and millions of people who have like poured themselves into the system that we have now which doesn't work for most people i think pete Buttigieg was the one who said this a few months ago and then got a ton of flack for it where he said something like our highway system or the way we build our roads historically is racist yeah and people were like uh-huh the road is racist okay woke liberal stuff it's like well if you know how it was built and how it cut through black neighborhoods mm-hmm. the highways and the trains to make them like yes there is this aspect to it that a lot of people just aren't familiar with like redlining how many people are familiar with that okay to understand history and the point is if you care about being truthful and stuff mm-hmm. isn't that something worth understanding worth learning mm-hmm. about and there are people dedicating their lives in all the worst ways to making sure you never learn about that stuff they don't want it taught to kids and they dismiss it using phrases like critical race theory or whatever Mm -hmm. it's like okay so the whole the whole goal for them is making sure you remain ignorant why is that something worth defending it shouldn't be 
Um, um, by the way, if you want to comment on this, for those of you on YouTube right now, where you could leave comments, listen, go to patreon.com slash friendly atheist podcast and donate. And then yeah. go ahead and leave your message and I'm not going to read it. I feel like I'm going to hear something from vegans. Um, I actually, <laughs> on that same, I, this was something I was going to say for the bonus, but I really think that we uh, kind of dovetailed nicely into it. Um, I spent last weekend in New York uh, City, like I said, and on fr- last Friday, um, I think I walked about six miles all around Central Park uh-huh. and was just like on cloud nine. I was happy and content. It was a beautiful day. Um, I could not believe how beautiful Central Park is. Like it really was amazing i saw a snow leopard at the zoo and did you know their tails are like this that they're like fucking dinner plates so i'm like just riding this high and remembering that my last stop i'm making in central park was to the seneca village settlement do you know anything about the seneca village Mm. settlement Women's rights, something, something. Nope, nope, nope. I wrong, wrong, wrong. I failed. Um, essentially what it is, um, is a settlement, a 19th century settlement of um, black folks who had moved up to New York. Some had moved up to New York after, um, you know, Civil War. So, and they moved up into where now Central Park is to get away from like the downtown area and all the white people and started building themselves a village. This was, um, I actually don't know how many people off the top of my head, but it had two churches. It had a school building. It had nice homes. They did an excavation of it and found people had like stemmed goblets. These people were, these were, a, this was a thriving black community. Okay. And then John Central Park or whatever was like, hey, <laughs> I know you guys are really thriving and doing great. And we're happy about that. But what if we seize this land through eminent domain? Because we decided what this exact place needs in the park, in, in the city, is a gigantic fucking park. So what we're going to do is buy all of your land for less than it's worth. We're going to raise your entire community from the ground and just pretend it never existed. So when we talk about racism in roads, do you think that they just decided that was the exact place they needed a park? Or do you think that they were concerned that a black community was growing roots and thriving and becoming a real functioning society and not some sort of like second class citizenry? Which do you think it was, Hammett? I I have no clue. Me neither. So if you... No one will ever know. I don't know, man. Fucking history is Point being, full of racism. If you care right about and misinformation and combating mm-hmm. pseudoscience mm-hmm. and all that stuff, there's so many options for mm-hmm. you. It's not just limited to like three things. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they didn't excavate that place until 2011. They just had no idea what was there. Wow. Like nobody, they still don't know like where the, there were, nothing was, ca- it's fucked. It's such a sad story. And it is a, you know, shadow on Central Park, which is too bad because it's a really special place. Mm -hmm. Uh, I'm going to jump to this story in Massachusetts in Worcester. Um, There is a school. Yeah, the Nativity School of Worcester. It's a private Catholic middle school. And they recently, earlier this year, they have their American flag on the outside of the building. Uh And then under it, they put up a rainbow flag. And then under that, they put up a flag that reads Black Lives Matter. Why? Because this is a school that serves a lot of uh, black people in it. The Uh families involved in it. They have a lot of students who are supportive uh, or members of Mm -hmm. like LGBTQ community. 
And so they put up those flags. And Bishop Robert J. McManus of the Diocese of Worcester got very mad about all this. Like, how dare you put up the rainbow flag and a BLM flag? Mm. And he's like, take it down. Jesus always said he hated black people. Yeah, yeah, very specifically. (laughs) They matter, you say. What? (laughs) Jesus was a white Um, man and he hated black people. Everyone (laughs) knows this. Yes. And he he wrote to the school, the flying of these flags in front of a Catholic school sends a mixed confusing and scandalous message to the public about the church's stance on these important moral and social issues. Like, is racism bad? The Catholic Church apparently has an ongoing... We don't know what they stand for. I don't know. To say, like, what's the rainbow flag represent? Hey, LGBTQ people, we support you. We love you. Yeah. Black Lives Matter? Yeah, they do. They sure do. Like, apparently, those are scandalous messages well, that you know, will confuse well, the famously, public. Famously, if you say one thing matters, you're explicitly saying nothing else does. So mm-hmm. when you say Black Lives Matter, it means no other lives matter besides black people. So I understand it's, why they're so mad. It's why when you see someone with a pink ribbon that's like cure cancer or something, yeah. it's like, well, but why I, don't you <gasps> care about my other diseases? <laughs> my dad died of a heart attack. Yeah, Where's you your pin for that? Ungrateful. Yeah. I mean, you would assume, like, that sounds like the sort of thing you would expect an atheist to pretend a Catholic leader said to make them look bad. No, he put that shit in writing and sent it to them. And to the school's credit, do you know what they did? They're like, yeah, our flags are are staying up. Uh, You do you. So guess what happened this week? Wait, what does that mean? What? Does the diocese have direct control over the school? Technically, yes. Okay. In a sense, like, they, interesting thing about this school, they don't actually get funding from the Catholic Church. It's Catholic in name. They they perform, if you visited the like school. like an off-brand Catholic? Uh, yeah, I mean, they do have Mass. They do have Mass. They do, like, Catholic services mm-hmm. within the school, as you would expect any Catholic school. Mm-hmm. But they're not actually, like, funded by this uh, Catholic Church. They actually run off of uh, donations from individuals and foundations. Huh. If you go to their school... It's tuition free for mm. the people who go there, mm-hmm. which is pretty damn amazing for any school like this. And so they're like, yeah, we're keeping our flags up there. So this week, uh, McManus basically said, all right, I'm going to revoke um, everything from you guys. Here's what he said. I want to make sure I have this. Revoke? Flag. Yeah, here's what he did. I'm going to come down and take all the crosses out of your building. <laughs> Those yeah. are mine. You can't have them. Um, He said that you can no longer call yourself a Catholic institution. I'm revoking your license to be Catholic. Keep that question in mind. Okay. Um like keep in mind none of this is surprising coming from this guy. Everyone saw this coming. he, he He hadn't pulled the plug yet uh. like he sent the letter and everyone's like uh-huh, old man whatever but like he actually went through with it um he later said like what i don't like about black lives matter it's been co-opted by factions which also instill distrust of police yeah and people enforcing police, you mean the ones laws. that are murdering all the black people yes. yeah, yeah, yeah um he said gay pride flags contradict catholic teaching that sacramental marriage is between a man and a woman and it's like you can that put flag up a says. flag and just say we support people um, because you can't I, okay here's my question if a person isn't catholic then how does the 
how does this guy have any say over like you, we can put a flag up here because we're acknowledging that gay people exist. We're not saying they're necessarily in this school. We're just saying they exist and we support them. That doesn't sound anti-Catholic to me. We're not saying they all should get married in the Catholic church. Like what part of that is anti-Catholic? Yeah. I mean, what the they're school, not Catholics. what the school said is the flags simply state that all are wa- welcome at the school. And this value of inclusion is rooted in Catholic teaching. That's wow. what the head of the school says. It's a generous rate um, of Catholicism. But that's the guy who's not part of the Catholic hierarchy. Yeah. The guy who is gets to revoke their like Catholic license. He gets to take away their Catholic card. So they don't get to say they're part of the Catholic church. If there's any silver lining here, there's two things. One is it doesn't matter because they're not funded by the Catholic Church. So like the school can continue. It just can't offer you like off-brand Catholicism. You don't get to be a Catholic school anymore. I don't think I understand how any of that works. But the other side of this is Is they can fight. Is there a Catholic accreditation? Oh, yeah, like you graduated less. from this Catholic well, high school, but you're not a real Catholic. <laughs> yeah. What the school can do. Here's an interesting story. In 2019, there was a school in Indianapolis, a Catholic school, that basically they didn't want to fire one of their teachers, even though he was in a same sex relationship. Mm-hmm. And the bishop, archbishop, whoever was overruling their schools like, yeah, you need to like get rid of this now. Okay. And they said, no, we'd rather cut our ties with the Catholic Church. Wow. Then fire this person who's a perfectly good teacher. And at the time, the archbishop, uh, Charles Thompson, revoked the school's Catholic status. But the school then appealed the decision to the Vatican because there is a hierarchy. Uh And the Vatican, they temporarily suspended the revocation. So they're like, okay, we're going to, we're going to, you, they cannot revoke your license. You're still Catholic, but we're going to be discussing this. That was like years ago. I don't think that's been resolved. (laughs) I think everyone's just like, uh, we're just going to step in and pretend it didn't happen. There's a chance that this school in question, the Nativity School, uh, could appeal this decision to revoke their Catholic card. Uh-huh. And the Vatican could be like, yeah, fine, because like, we'll, we'll, we'll take you up on this. So you're still technically Catholic and then just pretend nothing happened. There is a chance that could be the case. But again, this all goes down to what does it mean to be a Catholic school? And in the views of this bishop, uh, McManus, he's like, yeah, you have to do all the Catholic stuff. But also, if you support LGBTQ people right. and Black Lives Matter, you're, that Boo. somehow violates the code of the Catholic Church. Yeah, all the old Italians are real mad about that <laughs> over in Vatican City. The people running the Catholic school are like, no, this is literally an extension of our Catholic faith because sure. we have to love one another and because we have to support them. And yes, we could debate whether that's really what Catholicism is all sure. about. But that is what the school is saying Catholicism is all about. And like, are they really getting to the heart of Catholicism? If the answer is like, no, these are tangential things that mm-hmm. people within the church can have different opinions on. Right. Okay, then that's where it lands at. Because it's not like the school is going out and saying, hey, we support abortion rights, which might be more clear cut because the Catholic Church is against that. Right. They're saying, no, we support like black lives and LGBTQ people. We are not saying we support marriage equality. That's outside the scope of how we deal with our middle schoolers. Right. We're not saying anything about the political like repercussions sure. of BLM. We're saying we support black students because we got a lot of them at this school and we want to make sure they feel loved and included. And the Catholic church is like, nope, can't do that. You don't get to be part of us. And everyone's like, yeah, that's fine. Then we don't want to be a part of you. Yeah, Cause I guess, I guess Catholicism is pretty unique that there is like that sort of 
literal hierarchy. Because I was thinking, mm-hmm. like, a Baptist school or whatever would just be like, fuck you, we're still Baptist. You just, but I guess, yeah, if it's a Catholic church, if it's not branded Catholic, it's Catholic. <laughs> Fake Catholic somehow. Yeah. So, uh, Fact yeah. list. Nothing. Um, it's nothing. Again, the schools double down on its punish, on its, uh, opinions here and they say look we serve boys from it's an all-boys school they say we serve boys from under-resourced communities with Mm. the tuition-free education the church doesn't give us money we are not stopping flying these flags yeah um worcester i know so we'll see they they actually said in a statement flying our flags is not an endorsement of any organization or ideology they fly in support of marginalized people yeah commitment to our mission grounded and animated by gospel values, Catholic social teaching, and our Jesuit heritage compels us to do so. So I don't know if the bishop bishop thought his threat would make them cave, like he got it totally wrong. And again, who's, which side are you on here? Like, again, with the Catholic (sighs) Church, there's an ongoing debate on certain controversies, like should a pro-choice politician like mm-hmm. Nancy Pelosi or Joe Biden, who is Catholic, should they be allowed to receive communion, which is important to Catholics, mm-hmm. even though they support pro-choice policies? Mm-hmm. That's an ongoing debate because no one, like, there is Who's an argument. checking at the door? Oh, some Catholic bishops are like, I know what they've done in public, therefore, I'm oh, yeah, going to... yeah, I guess it's public figures. But the argument from within the Catholic Church, including from the Pope, is like, this isn't your call. This mm-hmm. is between them and God. If mm-hmm. they say they're Catholic, we give them communion, because that's our job. We're not here to play, you know, judge. Just do what is they there ask some, for it. I'm like, wondering out loud, is there something especially like sacrilegious for a like an apostate or whatever to take the communion? Um, like if I went in and took the took communion, like just went to a church, like technically it's on you. You did the wrong okay, thing. So but nothing else like is going to happen. The same thing would be true with. Like, unless, right, unless they found the out I, I had, like, done this and been like, you have to puke it up or whatever. Right. Like, you need to say these things. Otherwise, like, we tainted something. Like, to me, then, okay, then you give it to anybody who asks for it is what it sounds like. Well, that's like. the point. If Joe Biden wants communion, you give him communion. In Joe Biden's home, like, the Washington, D.C. Catholic Church, yeah. the bishops, like, or whoever runs that particular church is like, yeah, I'll give you communion. It's mm-hmm. not an issue. If Nancy Pelosi goes to a church in D.C., they literally gave her communion, even though the San Francisco uh, bishop mm-hmm. was like, how dare you? You cannot receive it in any of our churches. Yeah, San Francisco, the worst thing that's happening there is pro-choice <laughs> politics. Go, Why don't you go outside and address the massive homeless population that you have there and maybe focus on what California is going to be pro-choice. Maybe, like, focus on the things that's going to save people's lives instead of grandstanding, Um, you monsters. One last story for you here. Fucking San Francisco. Florida currently has... it, It is about to implement a 15-week abortion ban. Republican state, they had, like, I think a 24-week. You can't get an abortion after 24 weeks. Irregardless of what the Supreme Court is going to do any day now, Florida has a new law that says you can't get an abortion after 15 weeks. That's going to go into effect on July 1st Mm -hmm. in a couple of weeks. Um, And that's within the state. Even if Roe v. Wade is overturned, they're going to have a 15-week abortion ban in Florida. Mm. But here's what's interesting. This week, a Jewish group filed a lawsuit saying 
this abortion ban violates our religious faith. Yes! Yeah. This is what I am talking about. This is the support we need. <laughs> Thank you. The lawsuit you. says, I'm going to read some of this. For Jews, all life is precious, and thus, the decision to bring new life into the world is not taken lightly yes. or determined by state fiat. In Jewish law, abortion is required, if necessary, to protect the health, mental, or physical well-being of the woman, <gasps> or for many other reasons not permitted under oh, the they, new law. So they didn't bullet them out? Uh-huh. As such, this the act prohibits Jewish women from practicing their faith free of government intrusion and thus violates their privacy rights and religious freedoms. Yes! So basically, they're going to this conservative, they're going through the motions, at least right now. They filed the lawsuit. But again, the thing is, of all the anti-abortion rulings we've seen from the Supreme Court and conservative courts down the line, mm-hmm. they've also been very open to saying, oh, your religion says you don't have to follow the law? We will defer to your religion. Oh, How vaccine mandates? so long for somebody to do this? Yeah. Um, the And again, you need to have a religion that says, like, no, 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 this isn't one... It's not like a Christian is saying, no, my religion says this, even the most Christian... No, but you can... Disagree. If they make their religion say whatever they want, the religion mm-hmm. doesn't... Religions didn't, or the Bible doesn't specifically talk about the how many weeks you can have an abortion to. They make it all up. Yeah. So fucking everybody make it all I up. I should say, the Satanic Temple tried this similar ploy in Missouri years ago. One case was tossed out on oh, a yeah, technicality because the woman was no longer pregnant. Um, but when they filed under an anonymous that plaintiff... feels like a weird yeah. uh, issue because <laughs> pregnancies are necessarily finite. Yes. So and then they lawsuit, filed the same lawsuit whatever. again with an anonymous plaintiff, so you can't say <laughs> she had the baby. That one was rejected because the judge basically said, Missouri has a lot of hoops you have to jump through to get an abortion, but none of them specifically hurts your religion, so it's not a religious thing, so I'm going to toss the lawsuit, whatever. But this lawsuit in Florida this week may be a different beast altogether because, one, the public can't write it off as a stunt. There are plenty of Jewish people who would agree with everything this lawsuit says. Mm -hmm. Um, No doubt there are plenty of people who would be affected by the new law, so it's not just about one person or something. Mm -hmm. No one's doubting the religious sincerity of the people filing the lawsuit. It really boils down to whether, like, conservative judges defer to this, like, completely insane restriction, Mm -hmm. or do you say, okay, well, if you have a religious reason and this gets in the way of you practicing your faith, Mm -hmm. do we say, no, anti-abortion conservatives get to tell you you cannot worship the way you want to worship that we're going to interfere with your religious practice or do you say okay you have a religious reason to go around the law and you have no other way around it other Mm -hmm. than to say you don't have to follow it in which case florida might see a whole bunch of jewish people well one would think that um with this coming up they the logical thing would be like oh so this religious group requires abortion to be available and this group doesn't want abortion so why don't you guys on the right you guys get the abortions if you need to and you on the left you don't like abortions so you're saying pro-choice just go ahead and don't get them Mm -hmm. how about that somehow that never crossed their minds huh Interesting. Um, where do we find you? Oh, um, at Jess Blumke, um on Twitter. You can, I owe like everybody um, a cross stitch right now. And I'm very sorry. There's just been a lot of turmoil in my life. And cross stitching takes a lot of focus that I haven't <laughs> had recently. 
Um, but I will get those out. I appreciate everybody's patience on that. Um, you can always email us at friendlyenthusepodcast at gmail.com. Hemant, where can we find you? Uh, you can find me at Hemant Meta on Twitter. Go to onlysky.media. Check it out. Please go to patreon.com slash friendlyatheistpodcast to support the show. And again, if you give five bucks, you get bonus episodes. And I'm about to tell Jess how I almost died many times over last weekend. Don't forget to uh, leave us five stars. I'm going to read the most recent review I have up here. It is a five-star review from T-Rex. Love sugar cereal. Five <laughs> stars minus Jessica. This is a good podcast. So many stories and discussions that are interesting. I give it five stars because I like the pod so much. Jessica, well, oh, the no. pod would be so much better without her. Her weird interjections and annoying commentary style are so <laughs> grating. Weird interjection. Yeah. Um, uh, you don't is have awesome. to read these. I read none of these. I love them. Oh, I when I found this one, I showed it to everybody I could find. <laughs> I, it is truly like my party trick that I do. Like, if the, I, I'm not lying, I have just like given people my phone and been like, "Go ahead and scroll through and just read whatever you want." And it is a great game every time. Um, Hemin is awesome. This is not a one-off opinion. Please listen to our audience and have less <laughs> or none of Jessica. Hemin, how would you feel about sitting in this room and just talking to yourself? What I do 23 hours a day and <laughs> no, I'm telling those are, you, you're talking you don't to your children. You get confused again. You're talking to your children. <laughs> I don't want to hear me talk to myself. Why would I do that? That's no fun. Unclear. All right. Talk we'll to you next week. We'll see you in the bonus, maybe. Yeah. Otherwise, next week. All right. Bye.